Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What up? It's the Crossover Pod Friday edition. Howard Beck, senior writer for Sports Illustrated. My guest today is one of the most dazzling players I've had the good fortune to see up close in my 25 years of covering this league. If you did not see Tracy McGrady in his prime, do yourself a favor, go check his highlights on YouTube. The man was absolutely incredible. A bucket, as the kids say. He got a lot in his bag, also as the kids say. Uh, length, size, athleticism, wingspan, ball handling, all of it. Uh, McGrady was incredible. Saddled with some bad rosters, some bad luck, some injuries that uh, cut his career short, but man, he was dominant in his time. Seven-time All-NBA, two-time scoring champion. He's in the Hall of Fame. He had a good case, frankly, for the 75th anniversary team, though he did not make it. T-Mac was uh, an incredible one-on-one talent, of course, and he has recently launched a new venture based on the beauty of the one-on-one game. It's called the Ones Basketball League, OBL. It's here in New York this weekend. It's touring the country. Tracy's got aspirations of making this a global competition, maybe even getting one-on-one basketball into the Olympics, as we've seen with the three-on-three version. Uh, We discuss all that. We discuss his friendship and rivalry with Kobe Bryant, talk about his time at ESPN and why that didn't last, his thoughts on today's NBA, and a whole lot more. Before we get to all of that, a quick reminder, please rate, review, subscribe to The Crossover wherever you get your podcasts. Hit me with all your feedback on Twitter, at Howard Beck. Okay, my conversation with Tracy McGrady is coming up next, so stick around. This is The Crossover, an NBA show hosted by Sports Illustrated's Chris Mannix and Howard Back. It's a whole new level for you and me, Chris, this relationship. Like and subscribe for the best weekly NBA content these two are capable of. What does that mean? Could be the best duo ever. I don't see how you can beat that. Here they are, Chris Mannix and Howard Back. 
Now pleased to be joined in person. I love when I get to say in person. It doesn't happen that much anymore. By a seven-time All-Star, seven-time All-NBA, two-time scoring champion, and most importantly, Hall of Famer, Tracy McGrady. Tracy, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, brother. How about yourself? I'm doing well. You look well. I feel good. I was just saying, it looks like you could roll right out there and drop 30 if you needed to. In today's game, that's, that's possible. You had a couple years there where you shot the three, all right? You could, you could get out there, stay in the corner. Three-point line to three-point line is what I can give you. Uh, and we've got authentic New York um, ambiance now with yeah. sirens and an ambulance going by. You have this, this podcast we're doing. It's, you get everything, all kind of noises. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's, it's the authenticity of yes. it. I like authentic. You know, when you're in New York, you need to feel it, hear it, yeah. sense it. There's another ambulance. All right, you guys done? Thank you very much. Um, so uh, congrats. I'm getting you on the same day that we just saw the announcement that Showtime has now picked up the Ones Basketball League. Uh, obviously a big step for you. Uh, this is right now more, as you've t- called it, you know, proof of concept than a business. This is not really a, a, a business model just yet. You are just kind of getting people to see what Ones Basketball League is about. Uh, I'm sure the Showtime partnership will help that. Um, so for listeners who are just hearing about this for the first time, what is one's basketball league and and tell me what showtime uh specifically you think is, is going to do to kind of elevate the the uh exposure so one's basketball league obl um is it's one-on-one basketball right and to me it's the the purest form of true essence of basketball um growing up playing one-on-one you know my entire childhood um, all the way through high school, even when I got drafted into the NBA, I played one-on-one basketball just for, uh, I think, what it does for you in terms of enhancing your skill set, um, enhancing your mental uh, preparation for the game of basketball. And it's a, t- it's a teaching tool uh, as well, uh, because when you're playing one-on-one basketball, right, it's me versus you. And let's say the guy that I'm playing against is a really good defender, right? And I feel that I'm pretty good at offense, but he's a really good defender. It teaches you to how to be able to create shots, how to get your shot off in certain areas. Um, and, and from a mental standpoint, it challenges you, right, to uh, be tougher, right, because of the, the, the one-on-one component. It's, it's, it's more of a you know, a, a um, teaching tool than it is people think of street ball. And, and that's why I'm trying to rebrand one-on-one basketball. So where I get my information from in starting this league, I have two sons, 16 and 13. My boys don't watch NBA basketball. They don't watch college basketball. They just can't sit and watch, you know, live event from start to finish. But they will watch short, short form content on YouTube. All the highlights, like that's what these guys, the Gen Zers, that's what they love. Um, just perfect timing for us to do this. Given these, you know, these players out here that all can't play in the NBA, all can't go across seas and play uh, professional basketball, but they still love the game of basketball, can play at a high level. And I want to give those guys a platform so they can really create a legacy for themselves. And I, I don't see why basketball uh, isn't in a one-on-one form globally. Yeah. No, I mean, it's funny because I think the reality is exactly what you said. Your sons are indicative of not just Gen Z, but I mean, I think of a lot of people in the social media age where we don't maybe have the uh, attention span 
maybe to watch full games, everything else. So I get that part of it. I'm guessing your former employer, the NBA, probably doesn't want to hear that. Uh, they, they cater to YouTube and social media as much as anybody. But at the same time, of course, they would like people to watch full five on five, two and a half to sometimes longer games. Well, the, the, the thing is, they have their audience yeah. that love to watch from start to finish. But there is an audience that I just can't watch, you know, two and a half hours. Yeah. I need something more, you know, uh, short form. Um, we are trying to cater to that audience. And I, I think, you know, what we're building, the model that, you know, we have built for OBL is really very entertaining for the eyes. And for those that don't watch basketball, it's hard for you if you see what we have created, what we've built on our Sundays, and you sit there and watch for two and a half hours, you're going to leave there wanting more because of the competition. It's, it's, the games are to a certain number to where the product stays fresh and it's not sloppy because I don't know. If you ever played one-on-one basketball, you get tired pretty quick and the games can get sloppy. Well, our games, we've figured out what that number is. And these guys are playing high-level basketball, and it's very entertaining. And you will leave there wanting more. What's the talent level? Like, who are so like? And are there are there names that people would recognize who have, who have been playing? Um, like Glenn Rice Jr. His son, uh, Glenn Rice, son Glenn Rice Jr. He won uh, the Atlanta region. Um, so I'm, I'm sure people are familiar with him. He went to Georgia Tech. Uh, but here in New York, we have like Mr. Basketball, like. Player, Atlantic 10 player of the year. Like we have those type of D1, high D1 level players that are participating in Brooklyn uh, this weekend. So it's funny, like in the time that I've been covering the league, and it's been a while now, 25 years, um, you know, I was, I started covering the league before they made all the rule changes in the early 2000s, which you were around for, of course, uh, in the middle of your, your prime. And those were about because the league felt like the, the, the game, the NBA game had become too one-on-one. Too much isolation yeah. with the old legal defense rules. Two guys over here, eight guys standing on the other side yeah. of the court. Yeah. Um, and so they're trying to get away from it, even though part of what we love are those dazzling moments where it's just AI taking this guy off the dribble, Jordan back in the day, you, Kobe. And so th- there's this tension, I think, in the NBA where it's like you want some of that because those are those mano a mano moments that people kind of like really get psyched for, and the players certainly do. But at the same time, it's, well, we want ball movement. We want a team game. Right. We've celebrated the Warriors as being part of that. Where do you fall just aesthetically, philosophically about the game and all that? Um, I can evolve, you know, whatever era is in, um, whether it's back in the 80s where they were playing inside out, 90s inside out, and it started inching out out from the to the perimeter. Um, it's it's. You just, as a basketball player, you have to adapt and evolve with, with the times. Um, I, do I have a preference? I wish I played in today's era. Yes, I do. Because <laughs> I, I, I would have prolonged my career, um, not have taken as much, um, you know, uh, bruises and, and the bumps on my body. Um, you know, they have... They're catering to the players a little bit more nowadays than they did in our days. You look at, you know, training camps is not the same. All-star breaks is not the same. Like these guys are getting back-to-backs are not the same. There's so many changes to where, you know, it it prolongs a guy's career, which I understand you got to protect the asset, right? Uh, But, yeah, if I had an era to to play in, I I would pick this era based off of the rules 
what they have today. Salaries are a little higher now, too. <laughs> that should have been my number one thing I said, the salary. <laughs> it's funny. I was the one who brought it up. <laughs> right. But, but no, like to their credit, to Adam Silver's credit, because a lot of this has happened on his watch, trying to make the schedule less punishing. You mentioned like they don't do four games in five nights anymore. No five games in seven nights anymore. The one week all-star break instead of a couple of, uh, a couple of days. And so you, you're right. Like they are, they are valuing it, I think, in part because those salaries are I, so high. Yeah, but I get that you're trying to, you know, protect the asset. But you're really not. Guys are going to get injured. I mean, if you look at the playoffs now, look how many guys are injured. And we're talking key guys, key players, right? And the playoffs have been hurt. Even during the regular season, guys are hurt. Anthony Davis, you look at um, James Harden with his hamstring. You look, KD was out this year. Like, there's, no matter what you try to do, guys are going to be injured because this game, is a, it takes a lot of pounding on your body. Yeah. Um, how much inspiration did you draw for your league from the fact that the big three took off? So three on three summer people, you know, get their dose of basketball there. That becomes an Olympic sport. Do you see, you know, and do you hope that this follows a similar path where I know you want OBL to go global? Could you see not so far down the road, like, you know, three on three took off. Next thing you know, it's in the Olympics. Could could one on one be an Olympic sport, too? Without a shadow of a doubt. Absolutely. Um, I, I think one on one. For me, I could I see one-on-one being a part of NBA, All-Star Weekend, right? I mean, we look at the slam dunk contest. Sometimes that's hit or miss, right? <laughs> a and lot I, more miss than hit lately. You understand what I'm saying? Um, so I, I look at as, you know, if we get this right, maybe some, some years down the road, this could be a part of All-Star Weekend. Also, we, we look at this being a part of the Olympics as well. Um, I do want, and it should be, a global sport, right? It's... You know, you look at tennis, you look at boxing, look at fighting, it's mano y mano, like basketball is that type of sport where it could be me versus you and it should be universal. Yeah. Um, and I think that there's a lot of appeal to that. I could, I could absolutely see this taking off. Uh, the obvious question, so back in your own time, who was the one-on-one matchup that you looked forward to the most or that tested you the most? What was your, your ideal one-on-one because back in the day, you could just isolate on one side and have everybody else standing on the other. Yeah, so I always look forward to playing against Kobe because I knew what I was going to get out of him every single game that we competed against. Like the best was going to come out of both of us, right? Um, and, and from a different, a slightly different angle, I always look forward to playing against Bruce Bourne and, and run our tests because I know they're defenders. And, and I know that was their assignment to try to stop me. So in essence, it you know, had me approach the game differently because I know what their specific job was to do, which to slow me down. So that was a challenge in itself. I always looked look forward to playing those three guys. Who guarded you the best? Ron Artest was pretty tough uh, because he was strong, 6'8", long arms, strong uh, hands. And uh, he was a guy like you couldn't play around, couldn't dance with him. Like you had to get straight to business and, and, and keep him thinking on the defensive end. So he he was pretty tough. But of course, Kobe. Kobe, Kobe got away with everything, right? <laughs> Kobe got all the calls when he gets the complaint. He knew how to work the refs. And, uh, you know, he's the ultimate co- um, competitor. You had a couple inches on Kobe, though, and some wingspan on him, too, though. You should have had the advantage there. The advantage in, in what part? Well, just uh, physically, plus you could shoot over him, right? 
Yeah, I could shoot over him. Yeah, shooting over him wasn't the problem. I mean, it's the physicality when the ref allowed more, you know, allow him to get away, you know, more so than what other guys can get away with. That just it. it listen, man, when when you com- a competitor like that, and the refs allow you to be physical, and they're not calling anything. It is tough for any type of player to 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 get your game off that way. And you got Shaq behind you, right? Like <laughs> it's, that's slightly tough. unfair advantage. You're saying <laughs> so. You know, it was just like the, the Bruce. I, I always say Bruce Bowen was a really good defender, but if Bruce Bowen didn't have Timmy and David Robinson behind him. You know how how great would he have been? Now he was he was damn good for what he he did, but you know also having those two seven footers behind you helps out a lot as well. Plus, you didn't exactly have to expend much energy guarding Bruce at the other end. He was just gonna <laughs> he was just gonna stand in the corner. <laughs> that was his job. That was his job. He did it well. He did it well. He played his role to to the utmost. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. On Kobe, so this is really interesting because I covered him from 97 to 04 in L.A. And I remembered you guys as being, you know, I don't know if we would say it was frenemies, friends and rivals, whatever it was. But I, at the time, because Kobe is Kobe, it seemed so much more when he talked about you, the rivalry part than the friend part. Because you were both, you know, back to back years of preps coming into the NBA. You were compared all the time. There were times I seem to recall Shaq might have wanted Kobe traded for you. Um, and so it was always that element. Mm-hmm. I don't think I knew until you guys sat down with Rachel Nichols a, a few years back, like how close you guys yeah. really were. Like, yeah. the, like the, the friends part of that yeah. was so much more 
um, intense and deep than I, I think any of us realized in real time. Oh no, we were we were brothers more more than we were enemies in in, in terms of um, you know basketball two guys going at it. We we were friends, but when we, you know I mean he's a competitor. I'm a competitor. When we stepped on the court, you, you couldn't tell. Right, because we're in the lines and we both hear all the noise at that time. Who's better? All the barbershop talk, who's better? Kobe or T Mac. We both hear that. And then so now we got something to prove. Like he wants to prove that there's another level. I want to prove that I'm on another level, right? So uh we we we, we both got it, but at the end of the day, it was love. You know, I I stayed with him uh when I was what, eighteen, nineteen years old with his his parents and him and you know, spent a lot of time with him. Um, and we just hit it off right away, man, from the moment that we met. And, you know, we started getting reconnected um, after we retired. And, you know, that was just a devastating thing that I, we lost that. Yeah. Um, you guys were both represented by Arntelum at the beginning, yeah. so I'm sure that helped kind of bring you guys mm-hmm. together too. And Adidas. And, and Adidas, yeah. yeah, that's right, before he flipped um, to Nike a few years in. Um, did... Um, were you guys comparing notes during that time, advising each other? I mean, this was still, this is early in the prep to pro era and there wasn't a lot of template for that or guys who you could, like you could turn to older teammates to ask about NBA stuff, but yeah. not what it's like to be an 18 year old right. trying to navigate it. What do you recall about those conversations? I remember being a rookie and I know because I had a friendship with Kobe, I know he just went through it the year before and my rookie, my first half of my rookie season was so challenging. And I was just like, damn, did I really did I make the right move on coming out? So I had to call him man, and, and find out, yo, how did you get through this? Like, talk to me, bro. Like, wh- what did you do to, to, to keep, you know, uh, your confidence? And, you know, wh- he was like, man, I stayed in the gym. He was just, I, I stayed in the gym and I never allowed my confidence to waver. I know who I am as a basketball player. This just there's just a, a, a test, you know, for for us to see how bad we wanted to see, you know, if we're mentally tough to get through these challenging times because everything, it can't be easy for us. And I was like, yeah, you're right. So, I, I mean, just having those type of discussions, yeah. you know, with somebody that actually went through it helped me get through, you know, those challenging times. But you did have those second thoughts, it sounds like, about it did, whether it was the right move. Yeah, because of what I was going through. I mean, my coach was criticizing me, saying I'll be out of the league in three years. Like, you imagine an 18-year-old hearing that from his head coach, like reading those press clippings? That, uh, that, that was tough. It was really tough. Yeah. That would never happen today in the NBA, among no. the other things that's changed over time. Yeah, no. I think the coaches are a little bit, uh, a little bit kinder uh, with all that. <laughs> yeah, you think? <laughs> um, is there a coach you wish you'd played for in the course of your career? Like when you're going through over the course of your career, you're thinking like, man, if I could only get to that team with that guy. I wish I played for the Spurs. For you got to them at, at the for, end. Uh, I, yeah. was, I was done. I wish I, I wish I had played for Coach Pop. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, he gets the best out of his players. I, I played for a phenomenal coach and Doc was a young coach at the time. Yes. His Jeff first and, job. Yeah. Jeff and Gundy was phenomenal. Like, a, a Jeff, love Jeff Van Gundy. Um, but to answer your question, yeah, I, I wish I played for Pop. Yeah. And not just because, obviously, the Spurs were among the best at that time, but just the things you, you think you, you would have done, he would, could have done for your career or just the structure that they have there. Yeah, just when I stepped foot into that organization, I just saw how things were ran yeah. from the top down. It's like 
this is how it should be. Yeah. Right? And you're getting good teaching. Yeah. Even in the moment, I think back when you were with them in, in the finals, I think I recall you were saying even at the time, like, this is not, it's not the satisfaction that you, you, you could, like, you were, you were on the bench, you were there, you played some minutes here and there, but it was not. No. no it, it, it didn't do it. No, no. Yeah. I, was, I was like, why am I here? <laughs> I was questioning, why, why am I here? But again, it was out of respect for Coach Pop because he called me. Uh, I think some of their guys were hurt entering into the playoffs and he needed bodies and he called me and, you know, just out of respect, I want to go down there and be a part of it. Yeah. Uh, player, I mean, this may be obvious, player you wished you could have played with during the course of your career? Shaq. Yeah. Like, yeah. Shaq was the common denominator to championships for everybody in our, in our era, right? Yeah. Like, no, I, he's the player, Shaq. Yeah, that's an easy one. Yeah, for sure. And obviously you and Kobe would have loved to have played together for other reasons, but like, but if you get, if you only get back then, it was usually two stars, not three. We didn't have super teams back then. Give so. me Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal. Um, last time you and I sat down at length, I don't know if you remember, 2010, Uh-oh. I was at the New York Times and you were with the Knicks for, <laughs> <laughs> for that very brief span after that trade, which was unfortunately mostly about getting your salary so that they could then clear room to try to chase LeBron. Yeah. They ended up with Amari instead. Um, but we talked baseball that day. Yeah. We talked baseball that day. Um, this is the quote. I, I wouldn't look back uh, for my old time story. Um, you said, quote, I love baseball right to this day more than I love basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wrote that your fastball had reached the low 90s back in your time. Um, your dream was to pitch at Yankee Stadium. And some years ago, McGrady even asked his agent, Arn Town, to look into a one-day stint on the mound, perhaps in spring training. Yeah. You retired. You did actually then spend some time... Um, with uh skeeters the skeeters yeah. i love that name the sugarland skeeters in yeah. the atlantic league in 2014 i think they've changed their name since but yeah really yeah. that's too bad i love that name um i, I still play baseball yeah like like just <laughs> adult adult baseball league 40 and up league 40 and up league yeah. nice yeah. uh you, uh, like, give me the rundown. Like, what are you? What are you playing in the field? Are you pitching? I'm pitching. You... I'm, I'm pitching. You're I'm pitching, pitching, and I play center field. In this league, I actually get the bat. When I was playing for the Skeeters, Gary Gaetti wouldn't let me bat. <laughs> I'll just pitch a couple of innings, and then I'll sit down and watch the game. What did your What did your fastball still reach in 2014 when you did? In that? 2014, I was like 87, 88. What's it now? Uh, 80. 80. Like 80, low that, eight. Yeah, that's still pretty respectable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are what What are average like dads, 40 year olds, when they step to the plate and you're standing on the mound, towering over them like Randy Johnson? What are they? These guys are good. Yeah, yeah, these guys are good. Um, you know, even some guys in our league are throwing, you know, high seventies. Yeah, lots of movement. Like they're they're good. This is, you know, it's not a league where I'm like just dominating these guys. No, they're they're no. pretty freaking good. I don't know, man. I don't think I want to step up to the plate with you on the mound at Mr. They're not this intimidated age. at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's that like for you? I mean, in terms, of, I, I know like all professional athletes, like the, 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 that. <sighs> Those urges hat. never, the, com- the competitive urge never leaves, right? Um, does this satisfy some part of it? And also the fact that you, you did not go the baseball route during your, your prime athletic time. Does this, does this? This is me. This is doing what I love. Yeah. Right. That's, that is, that's just what it is. It's doing what I love to do. I love the game of basketball. Baseball. I get the opportunity to play it. Like, again, this is my favorite sport. People, I don't I think they take me for, for a joke. Like baseball is my love, my first love. I started at five years old. And, and people, like, guys in my hometown would tell you I was a better baseball player than basketball. That's how good wow. I was. 
And I've always just loved the sport. I watch it. Um, and w- every chance I get to play, I'm, I'm going to play it. Yeah. And you're going to keep going. That's, I'm that's, going that's, to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Um, so you've got the OBL. Mm-hmm. I know you're heavily involved with AAU. Mm-hmm. You and Jermaine O'Neal, who was on this podcast back, uh, when was that? September, October? Mm-hmm. I had Jermaine on the pod. You guys have your own player representation agency. Um, so you've got your hands on a lot of things, um, obviously keeping you busy, scratching in multiple kinds of itches, uh, not including what you did for a few years, which was with ESPN. I got to say, like, I remember at the time feeling like, like, you were a natural for that, but it seemed like you were not necessarily like thrilled with that. You did not, punditry did not. <laughs> That's a good assessment. <laughs> I could just, I could see it. Like, yeah. it's, not, it's not like you, you had no problem doing it, but the punditry thing seemed to kind of like not really vibe with you. Like it just seemed like it was a. Like, I, here's the deal with doing television. Like this is how why I got turned off. I love talking a game of basketball. What I don't like about it is because everyone has a voice and the headline becomes of, you know, they take something that I say about a player and it, it's twisted as if I am dogging a player, which I never want to dog any of the players that, you know, is playing this game unless I don't like you, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> then you could print whatever you want to print. But I, I, I don't like the fact that the headline becomes something that I didn't intend it to be and I don't want it to be um, when, when talking about, you know, NBA players or talk about these players. And it just rubbed me the wrong way. And that's why I really got out of doing t- television. Yeah. Uh, I was not surprised when you decided to kind of pursue other interests, yeah. as, as they say. J.J. Redick actually, you know, J.J. obviously is incredible on TV, mm-hmm. and, and you could see that coming from a mile away. Before mm-hmm. he retired, he was great on the podcast. You knew he'd be great in that role. But he, in, in retorting to somebody on Twitter recently who didn't like something he said, he was like, listen, do you understand how this works? They give us these impossible questions yeah. where it's A or B, yeah. and you have to stake your claim on one or the other. <laughs> that's, that's facts. Yeah. And it puts you guys it, in a tough position. And it because becomes a headline. And because that's what people want to watch, and it's easily then thrown on social media for a ninety-second right. clip. So, rather me stay in that, and it and that happens all the time because I'm gonna give you some soundbite, yeah. right? Because I I don't hold my tongue. I, I'm gonna give you some soundbite. I'm just I'm speaking my truth. But you know, that's why I had to get out of it because I, I that that's not who I am. Yeah, it's oversimplified. Everything is reduced to like a couple of thoughts, one one take. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Along those lines, I wanted to ask you this as we, as we kind of wind down here. There's this sense among like the, the NBA Twitterati that, you know, whether it's you, Scotty, um, Chuck, Shaq, Kenny, especially guys who were like rooted in the 90s or just the old guard, like there's this disdain for the modern game, the way the game's evolved for everything. And, they, and there's this feeling, I think, an NBA Twitter, it's, this is probably younger group too, right? Feel like... There's a lot of just old man yelling at the clouds. <laughs> yeah. Get off my lawn stuff from, from your generation. Why, why, is that a fair assessment and why is it, you think? It's not a fair assessment. It's, it, it's not. I, I think it's always the younger generation uh, thinking the older guys are uh, ripping, you know, the, the younger generation, which that's not the case. We, we're just giving our opinion. This, the, the, the same way in the barbershop, you know, if we was having barbershop talk, this is the same talk that, you know, the, the guys that are complaining and, and some of these players, right, when they go to barbershop or they talk amongst their, their friends, they're talking reckless about other players. But because we're on a platform and it's, it's, it's being put out to the mass, they got a problem with it. They say the same stuff. They say the same things about these players, but we can't say it. Like I, I sometimes I get confused um, on on a lot of this stuff, man, and, and how these people view, um, you know, some of the things that you know the older generation say because they actually be saying the same thing. But it's like, okay, yo, you can't say that about him. <laughs> you you too old. You you can't say that. I'm like, bro. I'm just we just voicing our opinion. It, there, there's no malice behind it. Like that's how we feel. Yeah, I think the feeling is that you guys are diminishing it somehow because it's you know with the numbers being what they are these days, whether it's the stats or the money, I guess um, that it somehow is diminishes than what you guys did in your time. And so there's this feeling like you guys are protecting of your your time, your generation, your era by maybe putting down. Oh yeah, well the game today is just so different, and you know they're not as physical. And but it's true. <laughs> but it's true. What, what what are we saying that is not true on that? The game is a lot easier today in terms of the rules. It, you're going to have a lot more scoring. I can understand why guys are averaging, you know, multiple, um, not even multiple. Let's say James averaged, what, 35, uh, 36 one year. And then you have a few guys this year average 30, what, Brun in his 19th year averaged 30. Joel Embiid averaged 30. 
uh, who else? Like the game today is a lot easier offensively than it was 10, 15 years ago. That is a fact. And the, right? and the pace is just higher, too. And the so pace is higher. Like, I didn't play in an era where you shoot the ball and get the offensive rebound and a shot clock recess to 14 or 15, whatever it is. No, there's a full 24 seconds left, right? So the pace, you're getting more possessions. You're shooting more threes in today's game. You can't impede anyone's progress. The game is a lot softer based on the rules. We're not saying the players are soft, people. We're saying the rules made the game soft. Understand the difference. And just to clarify, ultimately, when you watch the game, today's players, talent level, style of play, whatever else, I mean, are you enjoying this version of the NBA, albeit different than than your own? No. No, not as much. I I hate all the three-point barrage. I don't want to see all these big guys standing out there. Like Joel Embiid, like you were MVP candidate because you were on the block this year, right? Before... You were standing out there shooting, jacking up threes when your ability, your natural ability and where you dominate is in the interior. That's why you were at your best. This is your best season because you dominated inside. I want to see you out there just jacking up threes. Yeah, it's tough to find that right balance because of the way the game is played today. That, like, being a threat out there also can, can help out open up. It's that too, but it also does help open up the floor. And a lot of today's game is about keeping the floor space too so I, I i get that they kind of need him to do both and to his credit he's good at both he so is he's really good at both there is that um all right winding down i know you got a, a bunch of these to do appreciate all the time of course um I, i'm just curious your when you assess your own career not so much highlights but like is there a moment like when you think back or when you're telling your kids someday grandkids whoever it is and if you're directing maybe to YouTube to like, this is, you know, you want to see how, how, how Grandpa T-Mac was back in the day, go pull this up. Is there a moment, like if you could go like live in that moment, it's a, a game, a series, um, whatever it is. What's, what's the one that always comes to mind? The 22-game win streak with the Rockets. Like to me, um, when I'm 70, I have my grandkids, like I'll tell them to go and watch that run. Like, that was an incredible run. If you look at the top five teams that had over 22-game win streaks, you can understand, you know, when you look at their roster, you can understand why they were so good and why they made that run. But when you go and look at that Rockets team, you'd be like, how the hell did they do that? Right, because we lost Yao halfway through. I'm yes. thinking like game twelve or something like that. And Remind people it. who your teammates were for the rest of that run. Right, so you got you have like Chuck Hayes, um, you got um, you know, Luis Scola, um, Ray for Austin. Um, geez, who else did we had? Um, was Aaron Brooks on that team? Is that pre Aaron Brooks? I think I think Aaron Brooks was on that team. Like we had a young team. I think we had two rookies on that team, which was, I think Scola was a rookie that year, or maybe it was his second year. Like, we had a very young team, and and Shane Battier was on that team to make that run. Yeah, that was, that time was incredible. Like, I just remember all the media attention everywhere we went. It was like, it was the show. Like, we were the show that came to town. It was incredible. Yeah, that was a hell of a run. And probably of all the streaks of that, size or more that you would look up 
you would see like Hall of Famers, multiple All-Stars, whatever. My point not, is, yeah, right. My not, point not exactly. that team. No, yeah. not that team. Absolutely not. That was that was incredible. That's a good one. I, that was not the answer I expected. I love that answer. Uh, Tracy, this has been great. Uh, folks, go check out the Ones Basketball League, the OBL. And um, T-Mac, we've got to do this again sometime. Good to see you. Anytime you need me, brother. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Okay, that's it for today's show. My thanks again to Tracy McGrady. Thanks, many thanks to PR ace Joe Favorito for connecting us. Great to see you again, Joe. Thanks as always to our producer, Shelby Royston. And thank you all for listening. Remember, you can hear Chris Mannix and me every Tuesday on The Crossover with all the latest NBA chatter. And on Fridays, it's me and a guest. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to The Crossover wherever you get your podcasts. And hit me with all your feedback on Twitter, at Howard Beck. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 